This Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome, everyone. I am back with Kurt Kruger. And today on episode three of this series, we are going to be focusing on the keys to a successful annual salary review. Welcome, Kirk. Thank you, Karen. Fantastic. So let's kick off. What do you need to have in place in order to conduct a successful annual salary review? Well, Karen, an annual salary review can sometimes feel like a, a really mundane part of the year. That's something that just has to be done. But companies really need to make sure that they have gathered the right information uh, for this process um, to be successful. That starts with uh, understanding the the economic environment uh, in in which they are functioning, uh, understanding what is happening in their markets, uh, how the business is performing financially, and then through to you know what's what's happening in terms of uh, their competitors uh, in in the salary market, what type of increases are are being given in in other companies. And once they you know have that in place and and that information, then they can make an informed decision around the the the, the quantum of of their annual uh, salary review, and and then pull that right through into the actual increase process. So they really need to make sure that they have very solid processes in place, that they have the right technology that will support this uh, this process, and that ultimately they are are really. Um, helping the the line manager um, who who's ultimately going to you know make make the reward decisions in this process. So that those would be some of the uh, the key areas that are, I think companies should be addressing in this process. Fantastic. And tell me, what principles should HR practitioners align to when it comes to looking at salary distributions? And of course, the most key aspect here is how do we ensure equal work for equal pay or equal pay for equal work? Um, yes, Karen. So I, I think key key principles here would be to agree within the organization uh, the basis for which on which salary increases will be awarded. Typically, this would be based on a function of the performance of the individual, but also the individual's position relative to the market and relative to their peers. So it, it really works in a, in a matrix fashion of uh, saying the higher someone's performance is, the further they may be behind their, their market and the peers, then the higher their, their increase uh, should be. So for me, it's about the differentiation, uh, making sure that one doesn't just uh, have a uniform increase but a lot of money is being spent and, and a company should actually use that money uh, to drive certain performance uh, and, and drive certain behaviours. Let's expand a little bit because gender equality is, is really a, a key thing today. And we see a, you know, almost a lot of women still bringing up the fact that, that pay is unequal. How do we solve for that, especially when we're looking at that distribution and, and especially when we're, I suppose, touching all, all this issue is compounded by the way that individuals negotiate for those salary increases as well sometimes. Yes, Karen, you're right. This this is a, a challenge. And in our, in our previous podcast, we spoke about the importance of 
of getting the starting salary right and uh, and and they you know they what you've done is you've set the baseline correctly but you also then need to ensure that in in subsequent salary reviews um, that 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 baseline is upheld so i think yeah the the key would be that the the principles that i spoke about earlier that those are used in other words you you are focusing on the 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 job the contribution of that job and what that job should get paid uh, and and that then should set a baseline of treating everybody in the same way but as you mentioned there, there is still a significant lag um, in in gender pay and therefore what some companies are doing is uh, they are actually in in the salary review process actually uh, focusing in on gender and uh, setting aside a part of that that increased budget uh, to address um, disparities that may already exist. So it's something that that needs to be focused on uh, when the person joins the company, but uh, there also needs to be an ongoing um, focus on that and and really never take the eye off the ball uh, when it when it comes to this uh, equal pay for equal work. When we're talking about an annual salary review, that is bringing salaries up to standard with the market, right? I suppose the performance aspect, and you know, is it fair to then hold back some of that uh, from a performance perspective or a bonus perspective then comes into play, right? Because we can't penalize on, on a gender basis going forward, could we? And I, I know that's something we're gonna touch on in, in one of our follow-on episodes, correct? Correct. Yes. Yes. I, I think there, there is debate. Uh, you know, if, if one sets aside part of the, the increased budget to address gender, one could argue, well, that's taking money away from, from the performance aspect, which to a degree it does. But the, the bigger focus uh, when it comes to performance and the place where one can, can then really reward that is through the uh, variable pay you know, short-term incentive, long-term incentive. So if a company is looking at all of these items holistically, uh, they should be able to address the equal pay for equal work area, but still recognize performance and make sure that people are rewarded for that performance. To, to the next question, kind of a sideline question, I suppose, is what examples of companies do you see today that are getting it right? Which organizations are you working with that are, are getting this right or as close to right as possible? Without um, you know, mentioning you know, specific companies, uh, I think I'd, I'd you know, maybe focus on, on the sectors that, that I think have, have done very well in, in this area. Typically, if one looks at the uh, technology companies, the, uh, some of the telecoms companies, they seem to have really taken this by, you know, taken it by the horns and, and made sure that uh, they are, are going to drive these particular important imperatives. I think they, they are companies that already lend themselves to, you know, not being uh, caught up in the past, so to speak. They, they're progressive. They look at their, their offering holistically in addressing various needs in ad- addressing that, that equal pay for equal work and making sure that, that those uh, disparities are starting to, to be addressed. We speak around some of the principles that we should and could align to when it comes to distribution. 
what are those guiding principles and, and are these industries that you've called out, you know, what are those, are they adopting these principles? Yes, I, the, you know, the key uh, really is um, to make sure that the, the decision makers when it comes to, to reward and total reward, uh, that they have the right information at their disposal. And, and that, that comes through from building blocks of reward uh, in terms of having the right uh, salary scales in place, having the right market data, um, understanding uh, the, the, the value proposition um, of the business and, and, and really pulling that through into the benefits that will help the organization attract the right people. It's partly quantum and, and making sure the salary the variable pay is positioned correctly, but it runs right through to benefits and, and, and the way work is structured, uh, flexibility, the uh, uh, leave policies, you know, addressing maternity, paternity, allowing for people to really still be able to work hard, but not ignoring uh, the, you know, the, the life that people have outside of work and the things that are important to them. And as you mentioned through this conversation, so HR practitioners can really put all of these principles in place, get the research right, you know, produce the right scales, etc. But essentially, it's out of their hands in terms of the conversation that is had with each employee and the final decision that is made. So how do they focus on really bringing those decision makers or your line managers and the rest of business up to speed with this? It's something that has to start well in advance of the uh, salary review process. What needs to be done is that a really comprehensive change management and training program uh, needs to be developed around the salary review. You know, as I mentioned earlier, it may sound like quite a mundane process, but if line managers uh, have the the right training, uh, in other words, each year they should be taken through these principles. Uh, they should have the opportunity to ask questions, to to challenge certain assumptions, and really feel that they've been equipped to engage uh, in this process. Um, and and once they've they've had that, then there needs to be an ongoing interaction from the reward team and the HR practitioners uh, during the process, uh, making sure that they are available for the line managers. Uh, to soundboard, to talk through some unique challenges that they may have. And so once, if you have that that training, that equipping, that change management and the ongoing support during the process, uh, then one typically sees a, a, a successful uh, salary review. Thank you, Kirk. Anything else before we close out for today? Yes, Karen, I think, uh, you know, just in closing, a reminder to uh, to everyone out there that uh, the salary review is a time where, you know, one can, can really make an impact. And when it's done well, it's, it's money well spent. So uh, it's something that, that everybody needs to, to keep uh, in focus. Fantastic. And of course, you, you outlined a lot of these principles and the keys to a successful annual salary review in your article, which is published on talenttalks.net at the moment. So thank you, Kirk, for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to continuing on our series. Thank you, Karen.